Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. Well, hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're on season two, episode five, halfway through the season. Halfway there already. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So exciting. Yeah. And it, it was a good episode, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a great one. It's uh, it's titled Hemlock Diego's Policy Player's <laughs> Dream Book. I think a mouthful. Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> longest title ever in the history of titles for episodes. I'm your host, Shano, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host. Hi, guys. I'm JJ Jorgens. And Marissa is off tonight. We're going to be missing her. Yeah. We can't wait until she gets back next week, but she's on vacation. Lucky her. Yeah, no, lucky her, man. She works her butt off, like, engineering, yeah. being, the, uh, being the producer for the shows, and then hosting, too. She deserves a well earned vacation she does we miss her so much but she definitely does deserve some time off so um we're gonna we're really excited tonight because mm-hmm. later on we're gonna be interviewing but potentially if he calls in interviewing mm-hmm. uh joel de la fuente who plays dr johan mm-hmm. price on hemlock grove and that's gonna be cool but before that we're gonna talk about price checking olivia roman's hallucinations peter's dreams masked men oh my gosh <laughs> and Tigers, lions, and bears, oh my. <laughs> so, uh, and then we'll talk about predictions after that. But let's go ahead and start off by talking about um, Dr. Price and him checking Olivia. So how crazy was it when he was, like, checking her tongue? We got another shot yeah. of that. What, yeah. did you, what did you think Again, about it? I just, every time I just love how they're just so good with the visuals, you know, with the effects on the show. And mm-hmm. just, just, it looked just so real and just 
yeah, so intense that I, I loved it. Um, and I just thought it was very fascinating that we find out that she's actually now aging like a human and kind of having to deal with the, the effects of that on her. So interesting little twist here. Yeah, you can even see it like coming apart at the seams a little bit, which mm-hmm. is really crazy. Like the, it's, she's not healing the way she's supposed to. And Price mentions, Oh, by the way, you know, we did some, like, we're going to do some preliminary blood work, but later on he reveals in the episode, hey, it looks like you're becoming more human. Mm -hmm. And that explains, you know, why you're not healing correctly. Your tongue hasn't healed. You're not able to walk correctly. You nicked yourself with the the razor Mm -hmm. and you're not healing. Like, it's something that small. Even a human can heal faster than that, right? Yeah, I like to see it. I think it's finally nice to see her being a little flawed because we're used to everything being so easy for her and she has control of every situation and every person. So I think I like seeing this kind of vulnerable side of her. Yeah, and and speaking of vulnerable and emotional, she was sitting there. There's that one scene where she's sitting at the um, in her living room, looking at the clock, and it's just like ticking away, yeah. and it starts to slow yeah. down. See, which is like actually kind of the opposite of what you would think. You know, you would think that because she knows that time is you know stalking her mm-hmm. now, that it would go faster, maybe. But they made it slow down. Maybe she was just like, "Hey, what the hell? I don't give a you know, I don't yeah. give a hoot. I'm gonna go and get go to the bar and look sexy, and that she did." Yeah, I like the way they did that because I, I really liked uh, it. It really gave weight to the situation, and she when that happened, she was over um, overplaying the conversation that she had with Price, and I think it really gave a lot of gravity to what she was facing with. Yeah, and I think you're right that she was like, "No, you know." She's like, fuck this. I'm going to get out there and, you know, go sing karaoke. That's right. And she <laughs> did do that. I didn't expect her to do no. it. Like, I, it was so funny because she gets to the bar. It's, it's not a super young kind of bar. It's clearly a karaoke bar, a very nice looking karaoke mm-hmm. bar, I might add. And I wouldn't even think that Hemlock Grove would have something like that. Yeah, I agree. It was very surprising too. I wondered where she was going when she was getting all dressed up. And I, I don't think I would have ever predicted that she was going to sing karaoke. But again, I mean, to her talents, what an amazing voice she had and how great was that? You know, she's just yeah. so sensual and just, uh, you know, just powerful. Yeah, such a stark contrast to the person that was singing beforehand. It was just so bad. I felt bad for that girl. I was like, wow, they really over-embellished her. Like, she was probably a good singer. She looked like she may be, like, Asian or Filipino or something. So she probably was a good singer. And they're like, you know what, just, like, do do it worse than that. Yeah, and then probably auto-tuned her to be even worse instead of making her better. Yeah, exactly. It was just so bad. But then when when, um, Olivia took the stage, I was like, Oh my goodness. It was so, it, you're right. It was very sensual. It was passionate. And I could feel like there, there's got to be some kind of connection between what she's singing and what's going on in the story. Some metaphors, some parallels in there because there, there's, she was saying like creature with like an yeah. atom brain and stuff like that. And it's, I'm thinking about like her son, you know, I'm thinking yeah. about how he's like really single minded right now. He's got all he wants to do is eat. Mm -hmm. eat and then he wants to be human at the same time but he's like eat 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 and that's taking over him yeah i'm with you i I went back to watch that again because i figured you know because even when they showed the lyrics on the karaoke machine i thought there there has to be you know meaning behind this and and that's that's what i got out of it too if you guys got anything else i would love to hear what you fans read with that too but i thought it was she's talking about the creature tearing things apart and i thought it was kind of her feelings about what roman was going through as well yeah um so getting back to uh getting back to price uh he actually it was so funny because uh we we see him more in the laboratory in the sub 
basement level, right? Mm -hmm. And we get to see him talking about Priscilla, and it, it was so funny because he 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 finally gets Roman to come into the sub basement mm -hmm. lab, sub basement level five, uh -huh. finally the hidden place, and uh, he gets in there through that hidden door. Um, and he starts talking about the thing that was in the tank. And now we know that was what Ouroboros was, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's this human fetus that has been only grown in an external environment in, in that tank. Mm -hmm. And it was it only took, what, seven months, eight months for it to grow? I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 So she's fully grown. She's a fully yeah. grown woman. And uh, and he's and they named her Priscilla, and it was so funny because he said such like an egotistical thing. He was like, "Oh, but enough about me." He was talking about the thing. He was talking about his work in the tank. Yeah, he. I love. Um, I, I love the the advancement in the character we've had of of him this this season. Like he just is really like. I mean, we see him being more in control, more snappy with people. You know, um, I even, I mean, for those of uh, people out there who are playing our drinking game, we had this season about every time uh, somebody says pee or bladder. Um, that's not him. Um, Anyway, uh, sorry, we're, we're waiting for his call. I was hoping that wasn't him calling right there. But uh, anyway, um, he, he also said, uh, she, Olivia asked him one time when, when she, he was checking her out. She was like, oh, do you pee with excitement every time you marvel at your genius with a scalpel? You know, and then he was like, oh, I pride myself on my bladder control. And, yes. you know, yes. <laughs> so just to throw that out there for our drinking game out there again. But um, yeah, but I just like how clever he is this season and just, I don't know, snarky and just. He's you know? he's not threatened. He's threatened yeah. quite a few times by people. He's threatened by uh, by Roman for sure. By uh, definitely by Norman. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's he's not getting as many threats as he did last uh, last season yeah. rather. And uh, he is more in control this mm -hmm. time. I really like it. I just love Joel De La Fuente's acting as Doctor Price. It's it's just amazing. Um, I, I really want to ask him, like, hopefully he calls, because I really want to ask him some stuff. Oh, Yay! Sounds like... <laughs> that was excellent timing, Sean. How Yay! Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. So we have on the line Joel De La Fuente. He plays Dr. Johan Price on the awesome Hemlock Grove show on Netflix. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you guys? Great. We're really good, and we're we're so glad that you called. And you know, I forgot. So, do you prefer Joel or is it Hoel? Uh, Joel, I go by Joel. Okay, and I actually wanted to ask you too, because you, your name is has like Hispanic roots in it. Are you Filipino mm -hmm. by any chance? I am. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. You got one here in the studio too. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Let me guess who it is. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Well, we had, we had some awesome questions to ask you. I wanted to start off by by talking about how um, the the cool shot in this episode because we were watching the episode five Hemlock Groves uh, Hemlock's Diego's Policy Players Dream Book, <laughs> and uh, we wanted to ask you how how was it like on set? Give us some behind the scenes stuff. What's going on with? Uh, Olivia's uh, tongue like how did you guys do those shots like when you were checking her tongue and what was it a prosthetic was it CGI what was that uh, it's it, it's all CGI the stuff that you see like the, the stuff that um, the stuff that sort of makes you cringe and turn your turn your stomach a little bit all that is CGI um, because I can tell you um, I can tell you Actually, that Famke's tongue is much more beautiful than the tongue <laughs> on, the, um, on the show. But uh, Olivia's tongue has had quite a bit of work on it, and that's when we when we shot that stuff. It was all um, 
you know, we just played it, you know, and then they inserted all the um, all the effects afterwards. Oh, that's great! They did mm. such a good job mm-hmm. on that. Like it, it literally looks like her, like a tongue, and yeah. it just I don't see any because some of the some of the effects, like I can see where some of the effects on the show they're so great, like the wolf this time, obviously Olivia's tongue. But then there's somewhere mm-hmm. I can see like, oh, okay, those like tumor things, like they don't really matter so much. So it was like, eh, like whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I think um, like overall, I think the the effects and the production. Uh, you know, like the production team just, they, they took it to a whole new level this year. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, I totally underestimate how much work those guys had to do. I mean, they, the number of effects that they were going for this year and the amount of work required was pretty um, daunting. You know, when, when I think about the work that we, that our department, you know, the acting department did, uh, you know, I thought we had a lot, but those guys, not only do they have like all this work to do they have to make it seem seamless all the time so mm-hmm. you're not even supposed to be paying attention to the amount of work that they do and i guess you know it's it's to their credit that i didn't really think about it all that much until you know we were watching it way later you know that i it suddenly hit me wow those guys are really putting in the time along those same lines can you tell us what kind of um things make up the the stuff in your lab like the liquids and then the, the type of like bodily f- parts that roman eats out of from you yeah the nutrient concentrate yes oh yeah that was that was a crazy day um and that's this episode isn't it yeah so that's mm-hmm. 205 right yes exactly um the the day that we were shooting that you know the big concern was that uh you know because by 205 we're already you know dead in the middle of things where, you know, um, people are, are used to, um, have logged a lot of consecutive hours. So a lot of prep time, you know, a lot of the time that you have before you get started, you know, where you can do some advanced preparation, you've sort of lost all that time. So you're trying to do three things at once. Like you're, you're acting in an episode, they're trying to, you know, wardrobe fit you for the next two episodes, then you're having a makeup test for something else. And this is kind of a really, you know, everything was building up to what, um, how Roman was going to feed. And I remember that, you know, hours in advance or maybe a day or two in advance, the, the, the lead time had shrunk quite a bit. So they were very sensitive about um, trying to get Bill involved in that situation as quickly as possible because uh, not only was he going to be heavily involved in it, he was going to be eating it, he was going to mm-hmm. be rolling around in it, he was going to, you know. So, you know, they w- we would be working on one scene and then someone would very surreptitiously come, come by and say, can we have a moment, you know, with Bill? And then they would like open a case and present him with like, you know, try this body part, this part is edible, this part's not edible. Like it was sort of like a wedding tasting. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so what, what about um, Priscilla in the tank on set? So was that CGI too or prosthetic body? No, that's her. That's, that's, um, Oh, that's the that's, actress. That's, yeah, no, that's all the, the lovely Alex Gordon. Um, she, you know, Alex, uh, you know, Alex really did, uh, amazing work for you know for Hemlock Grove. She, all of that stuff. Not only is she in the tank, um, the water which and the water was very 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 warm, which you know for most of the time we were shooting it was a, it was a pretty extreme winter in Toronto. So you're going from really cold stuff like you would literally should come out of the tank and they would have a parka for her. You know, not mm-hmm. that it was that cold in the room, but it was so cold outside that she was going from like a really really hot bath to like you know cold weather all the time, and she couldn't. Um, there was no way to um, give her oxygen uh, while she was underwater because there's no there's no tubes or pipes that go into her mouth or her nose. So she would submerge herself. It would settle. We would roll. We would chew what we could, and then she would have to come up for air. 
get air. She'd have to go back down under. Then we'd have to pick up where we left off. I mean, it was it was a really challenging um, circumstance to work. Oh yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't re- realize realize yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, about that when I, I watched know, those you know, scenes. And then for her to do that all year, and then yeah. when you know. Have you guys watched the whole season of my last yes. podcast? Yes. Talk about yeah. anything you want because we've watched every episode. Yeah. Our fans oh, at great. home, be sure to, you know, this is a spoiler alert for everybody. You know, Joel's going to mention some stuff for the rest of the season. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> my, spoiler alert. Spoiler like alert. You know, for Alex to do all that stuff, you know, as Priscilla in the tank. And then when she came out, for her, to, you know, she played these really great scenes. You know, mm-hmm. I thought her scenes uh, with Shelley were... Um, they were very moving for me to watch them, you know, just to have a, for someone to have a conversation with themselves. I thought it was such an original, um, excellent take, uh, that the writers had. And, and, you know, I think Alex was able to pull it off really well, of course, with, um, with Maddie, who's just brilliant. So. We saw a lot of uh, growth in your character this season. Can you kind of talk about how that was for you? Like you really, um, just, I mean, First of all, you had so much medical, medical terms to, to learn, but then also you have, you were much more edgier this time, you know, talking back with people and just really, can you talk about the growth of Price this, uh, this season? Sure. Um, and thanks for asking that. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the really interesting things coming into season two was that it was an entirely new writing staff. And, um, that was really exciting and also really challenging for everybody because the writers are all amazing and they were looking forward to helping build on this world, but they also weren't there the first season. So they were sort of trying to figure out how to honor the first season while also taking it into their, um, taking it, you know, into a new direction, into a deeper direction for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to have to juggle all of that at once while also juggling, like, the shooting schedule that's happening, you know, they're in Los Angeles, uh, we're in Toronto, um, you know, it was a huge leap of faith for everybody while all this stuff was happening. So when things first got started, you know, we had a general sense, like, I had a general sense of where Price was headed, but uh, I didn't really know specifically where he was going. So it was sort of like, and they weren't sure, you know, as they were writing the beginnings of it, like, what stuff... Um, you know, whether or not I'd be able to do the stuff they were writing for me to do or what my strengths or my weaknesses might be. So there was sort of like a feeling out process. And we just got really lucky that we got on the same page uh, relatively quickly, I think. And um, it just got to be a lot of fun. You know, like you show up to work every day, you know, and like every Tuesday, you know, uh, like new scripts would come out on Tuesdays. So like you'd show up on a Tuesday and just kind of like reading like, you know, attacking the newspaper, like seeing what's happening in the world. Like, you know, you get to see the mm-hmm. things that they've found for you to do. And, you know, they would, it was funny because the first couple episodes, you know, in the very first episode, um, you know, it's the introduction of Dr. Zelaznova Burdikovskaya and uh, <laughs> uh, Shauna Mack, the actress, you know, they just got so lucky with her because not only is she a great actress, she speaks perfect, flawless Russian, you know. Mm-hmm. So she was helping them translate certain things into Russian. They didn't write it that way. So she's really getting to help them. They don't need someone on set to do that. She can do it. And then they kind of thought, well, what if you, maybe Price can answer you in Russian. You know, is there something he can say? So she kind of, you know, taught me a line on the spot. And then that started something in all the writers' imaginations. It was like, well, wouldn't that be funny if like, you know, Price can just, you know, Price will just speak every language. Because you know? <laughs> Price so, is so know, brilliant. Later where he speaks a little bit of Arabic. And then, you know, and then I think, and then I think sometimes the writers were like, well, let's try to get Joel to say, 
like a 19-letter word or something like that, you know, and I'd show up and there would just be these really long words, and it got to be really fun. It was sort of like, you know, what do you think about this? You know, can you say this? And then I'd try to say it, and then they'd say, well, how about this? And, you know, so it, it got to be uh, like a fun little side game, you know, where the character was developing according to kind of the play that the writers and I were having back and forth as they would write stuff and send it off to set. You had some great banter scenes with, I, I won't even try to say the character's name, but with the Russian. Can you talk about how it was interacting with, with her with those scenes? Yeah, well, you know, Evan Dunsky, uh, he's, he wrote episode uh, 201 and 206. So he sort of created Dr. Zelensky Bordakovskaya. And, you know, Evan's such a wonderful writer. One of the things he did uh, right away, you know, to, to kick off season two was he created two characters, one for me and, and one for Dio, one for Destiny's character, you know, in, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Luke's character. Um, and then also, you know, Shauna playing Dr. Jelisno Gordikoska, like characters that could come along to give us people to play off of you know, and mm-hmm. these really interesting, great characters that would then pull out more of our characters. So, you know, having a really strong, ambitious um, character like Dr. Zelensky Bordakovska really was a great way to test Price and see, you know, where things were going. And, and we just had a great time of it. Shauna's a wonderful actor, um, and we would just have a ball. So, um, kind of going off the topic from Dr. I've been calling her Dr. <laughs> Galena here. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So, I think uh, I read somewhere someone was calling her Dr. Pinko, and I thought, well, that's, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> is, that, is that appropriate? But, you know, at least you knew who they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So when is Price's hysterical strength going to resurface? Because we saw that last mm-hmm. season a little bit, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to see him do something crazy, but, you know, Price is always just using his mind all the time. So when is he ever going to have his strength come back and sh- do a little show of strength and maybe even challenge Roman or Olivia? Yeah, it's a, um, that's a great question. It's, it's, not, it's not something that I, I have a definite answer to. I don't even, you know, if there, you know hopefully if there is a season three, um, there's a whole uh, uh, process that has to happen with the writers, you know, in the writer's room. Uh, certainly, uh, people pay attention to the things that people have been um, posting on social media and commenting on and things. And, and um, with Price, his strength, uh, a, a number of people have brought that up. So I think that might be something that people, um, that they might they might be considering for next season. But at this point, you know, I don't think anything is set. I hope so. I want to see it too. So we do have to ask you, whose idea was it? We found out that Price sleeps with a face mask, at, eye mask at night. <laughs> we want to hear about that. <laughs> um well, it was not my idea. Um, <laughs> it was it was one of those surprises, you know. It was it's in the script, um, and uh, honestly, like one of the biggest surprises, you know, when you share things with people, you know, like you you you, you know, you kind of lo- we lock ourselves up for you know however many months working on this thing, and we don't know what's going to work, what's not going to work. The biggest surprise, you know, delightful surprise for me was how people responded <laughs> to that sleep mask. You know, it was hilarious. Um, you know, it was, it's Chick's idea. It's Chick's script. Um, it was Chick's thought. And he, here's a little something for you. Like, if you look at the, the script as written, uh, not only is he wearing a sleep mask in that scene, he's also described as being surrounded by about a dozen Persian cats. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, that was the idea, like, going into the scene, that, like, you're in his, you know. And at the, and I think uh, the first draft, when, as it was written, it was Price's house. Like, Price had a house somewhere which then later, you know, he, he lives now in the White Tower somewhere. But 
um, at the time it was like this guy surrounded like all these cats yeah. on his pillow. He had like a sleep mask on, like all this. Crazy. But but unfortunately, I'm allergic to cats, and so you know, I suggested maybe you know trying to find certain breeds of cats that you know I might not be allergic to. But you know, things were moving so quickly, they just you know they had to move on without it. <laughs> we yeah, we definitely loved it here. We wondered what we'd see next, like a robe and some <laughs> leopard <laughs> leopard briefs or something. We didn't know. <laughs> That's right. You never know. The longer you hang out in Price's apartment, you never know what's going <laughs> And that was, awesome. that was such a great scene, too, because you, um, you as Price, you wake up so startled. Yeah. And uh, you got your gun in your hand and walking around the apartment with the gun in your hand and the the, yeah. the, the ice mask on your face. It's just such a hilarious combination. <laughs> and, and Price is scared at first. But then after that... Uh, you, you know, and, and Roman comes in and he, he, you know, the gun gets knocked away, but then it, it really, the tables have turned. Like Roman's not there to threaten you at all. He's just there to like make a deal with the devil. It's, you know, for me, it was sort of like, um, like, you know, I think, you know, price comes into a situation where he feels like he's found himself in the worst situation. And then he realizes, uh, he's surprised to find out that he's actually in the middle of his dream scenario you know like it's mm-hmm. it's almost like you walk in somewhere and suddenly someone tells you you won the lottery you know here he is he thinks someone's in his room then it's roman and he's hungry and he doesn't know what's going to happen and then suddenly you know he literally hands him the keys to the kingdom you know he gives him the keys to his car but it's you know really like he's, he's giving me the keys to um my dreams he's wow. saying you know mm-hmm. That's a really good metaphor. Yeah. You have another great moment later on, spoiler alert, uh, where you kind of tell Olivia as well about what kind of mother she was. How was that for Price to be able to kind of stand up to her? So great. I mean, you know, I I really feel like um, I feel very uh, fortunate and and blessed that the writers, I had so many great two-person scenes this year, you know, like... um, and it's so fun to work with Famke, you know, and, and um, fun to be in these situations where we just had this great banter going back and forth. And they, they, um, they sort of really focused on very specifically on the nature of their relationship this year, how um, a little different to first season, Price has a little bit more, uh, he's a little braver in how he's able to sort of address her. So he, he could challenge her sometimes. And uh, they just came up with all these great, uh, one-liners for Price, you know, mm-hmm. like the um, saying that Olivia had the maternal instincts of an arachnid was a particularly funny one that I remember in one of our scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like that one, too. Uh, so many of the characters this season, they've dramatically changed, and uh, who's your favorite character this season? Gosh. Uh, well, we were just talking about her. I mean, for uh, you know, I think everybody is terrific, you know, and... Um, but I've I've had the um, good fortune to be up cl- very up close and personal with with Olivia with Fomka this year, and I I feel like her character goes on such a huge journey in season two that you know they she starts off so far from where she's normally been, and then when you get to episode ten, you know she comes storming back, you know, and then some, and and uh, it really allowed Fomka like there was such a lightness to a lot of her. Um, you know, a lot of her scenes and like a playfulness that we certainly never got got to see in Hemlock Grove last year. So for me, I just thought it, it was such a great way to see, um, you know, the kind of range that Fomka can have. You know, like I, I found it just really delightful. 
Mm-hmm. Last season, you talked to us about some of the uh, moments you you liked working with DeGray and like some inappropriate drawings you had. Were there any fun like on- onset <laughs> stories this season that came about? Yeah, well, there's always a ton, there's always a ton because, uh, you know, the cast gets along really well. You know, that's it's such a um, it's not always a given. You know, uh, depending on the show that you're working on and. You know, I feel like there is a, you know, everyone is so very different. You know, people come from different places. People have different points of view on things. But there's such a generosity of spirit on set. And it usually, it, it leads to some really funny things happening. Like off the top of my head, um, you know, some of us never interact. Like half of us never interact with the other half. Like, uh, you know, the people in the White Tower almost never interact with the gypsies. You know, like it's just different parts mm-hmm. of the neighborhood, I guess, in Hemlock Grove. So... Um, the first time this season, uh, our our chairs while we were waiting in between sets uh, in between setups, they got they got put into uh, Destiny's apartment, and it was so exciting for me. Like I went to go sit down, and I thought, "Oh my God, I'm in Destiny's apartment. This is crazy. I've never been here before." So I was walking around, just kind of feeling like, um, sort of like a fan, you know, like, "Oh wow, mm-hmm. look, here's her kitchen, and oh, here's her um, her Ouija board. Here's her, you know, crystal ball." So then I took out my camera and like I took out my phone and took a picture of me um, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in her kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> and I posted it on Instagram and was like, uh, "Hey, uh, Destiny, I'm in your Dr. Price's <laughs> in your kitchen making a sandwich." So then we kind of got into this like kind of dialogue, you know. Uh, Dio kept saying, "I'm going to go into the White Tower and mess up your experiments," and I said, "Go for it," you know. But she <laughs> never, her chair never ended up in there. So, but then I, I you know, I I have all these pictures of like sitting at her her crystal ball and then I have some ones that I, that I kind of can't publish where like I was oh I think there's one with Dr. Price in her bathroom looking at her toothbrush like really creepy <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's sort of fun to kind of have that back and forth you know where you know my character would never be in here normally but yeah you know, I get to play that game yeah, you, you can't you can't publish it, but did you do a direct photo message a direct, a direct post <laughs> well, you, you know I, I can tell you guys uh, that um, you know, I have the pictures in her bathroom, but you know, I have some. I took some pictures in her bedroom, and if you ever, um, if you ever see a scene in her bedroom, and just pause it and look around, just take note of the different props and stuff that just live in Destiny's bedroom. So <laughs> uh, it's priced with some of those props. Oh, oh nice. okay. Well, I like at our imaginations going. <laughs> yeah, definitely gonna pay attention. Yeah, you thought the sleep mask was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe there's a spinoff show for Price coming. <laughs> so you've definitely gained so many more followers like you know between last season and this season for hemlock grove and because you know the show has just gotten so popular and you're and you're such an awesome actor joel and you you have really grown a lot along with the character of price so we're we really enjoy watching Mm -hmm. you on the show um you're you're so talented and how how much of a difference have you noticed with the reception um from last year, you know, to this year with Hemlock Grove, with the fans, with social media, with everything. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely noticing a difference. Um, like, like last year, uh, a lot of the time people would, um, want to talk to me, but, but not really have a specific vocabulary to use. Like they would just say, Hey, you're that guy. You're that, which, you know, is never, it's never the most useful thing. Like if you ever approach somebody and you just say, you're that guy, just know that it puts the person in a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> like it's very hard to respond to you're that guy because, because I might be thinking that I'm one guy and you're thinking yeah, I'm another guy. So 
Uh, but this year, it's very specific. People are saying, it's Dr. Price. Or, you know, uh, you really freaked me out, man. And so when, when they say things like that, then I, I know exactly where they're coming from. And it's, it's, it's really, I never thought I would find it sweet to be told that I'm freaking people out. But yeah. uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how much of a great artist yeah. you are. You're able to instill those like feelings of creepiness and fear in other people. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah it's great, <laughs> and it's so you're so good at it because it's so like subtle, but it's so powerful. You know, I, I just I've really enjoyed watching you this season. Oh, it's been you, a thank lot you of fun. Very much. You know, I, I I have to say that so much of that is, I mean, it, it really is a collaborative effort. You know, it's so much it's so much fun to get to. Um, to get the opportunity to explore the character, but, and also, you know, to have all these people, you know, not just, you know, a wonderful writer writing for you, you know, cause Chick is a fantastic showrunner. He's a wonderful writer, but it's a room full of those people, you know, and a room full of writers. And when they, you know, their imaginations, you know, they really added so many ideas, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I sort of feel like, you know, the luckiest guy in the room, you know, mm-hmm. like I've, you know, I feel like I, I've, I've been given this great opportunity and it's so much fun for me to get to explore it. So, uh, we've noticed that you've been doing a lot of one man shows that you've been, uh, that you've had yeah. and you've been posting them on Instagram. Tell us a little bit about your one man shows and what, what's, what's the, I, I haven't read too much about them, but please share it with us. Well, it's one show. Um, I've been working on it for a couple of years. Uh, I, I didn't write it. Uh, this wonderful playwright named Jeannie Sakata wrote it. She's from Los Angeles. Uh, and it's about um, it's about a real life uh, person, a man named Gordon Hirabayashi, who was a Japanese American Quaker, um, who uh, was one of only three Japanese Americans uh, who um, refused the internment uh, of Japanese and Japanese Americans during World War II. And uh, you know he went his his case went to the Supreme Court and he lost. And then 40 years later, um, they found all this evidence that sort of exonerated him and proved that it was. Um, completely unconstitutional for for that to have happened, and he you know and he was sort of vindicated. But uh, this man is so interesting, not just because of his activism, but uh, he he was just he was such a great free spirit and um, uh, lived such an interesting life and 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 dealt with his problems in such a particular uh, humorous, enlightening, um, inspiring sort of way. And so uh, this story, this one person show, sort of follows his his life and what happened to him. Uh, and, and, you know, I get to play like, you know, 36 different characters, like over an hour and a half and to, to tell this, uh, the story that not too many people know about. So, um, we're trying to take it to as many places as we can. It's, it's been, you know, very, very gratifying. Well, if you get to LA, let me know. I want, I definitely want to check out that show. I would love that. That's, you know, uh, I would love to take it to Los Angeles and I would love for you guys to see it. Anything else in the works that we can look out for? Uh, there are a few things that I can't really talk about mm-hmm. right now, but um, things that uh, are are very exciting. And um, uh, I guess I would encourage you all to follow me on social media if you're not already. And, and as that starts to come out, it will. Um, I'll put it on there. Great. So uh, third season of Hemlock Grove in the works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know that there's um, the third season is in the works in many of our uh, uh, in many of our individual minds that are involved in the show. <laughs> whether or not that uh, whether or not it becomes official uh, has yet to be made known to anybody. So um, I would imagine that there would be word one way or another uh, quite soon. You know, I would imagine within the next couple of weeks. If so, anything that you'd really want to s- hope that they write for Price for that season? 
Um, I, I'm a big fan um, of sort of wanting, you know, I would like to know more about what his life was like, like how he ended up at the White Tower, you know, sort of like an origin sort of epi- mm-hmm. episode. Um, there are a whole bunch of things that are sort of intimated at and a bunch of things talked about in the book that some of which made it into the first season. And then there's other things that are sort of introduced in the second season. And I, I would just love to to explore that part of it. Um, would love to see, you know, his his um, his super strength, you know, and, and what, what that, like where it came from. Like if it's just something that he was born with or if it's something that, you know, is the result of an experiment. And if so, how else is he experimenting on himself? Yeah. Well, uh, Joel, what's the best place for um, fans and followers of AfterBuzz TV to follow you at? Uh, well, uh, there's Twitter, which is you know, you know, at my name, and then you know, I, I'm I'm pretty fond of Instagram, and um, I posted a bunch of pictures, uh, you know, and little videos from uh, behind the scenes and stuff during the first two seasons, and I have whole bunch more that I haven't posted that I, you know, I may be posting, like, start eking some more things out over the next few weeks. <laughs> Please uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do- and, uh, I guess also there's like a, I have a, an official Facebook page, which is, uh, I guess it's, you know, facebook.com slash, uh, the Joel Delafuente. Oh, excellent. Well, um, Joel Delafuente playing Dr. Johan Price, one of our favorite characters mm-hmm. on Hemlock Grove. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, thank you oh, so it's much. It's a pleasure, you guys. It's, it's great. You know, um, it's so fun um, hearing you guys talk about the show. Thank you so much for your support of it. And hopefully we'll have many more episodes for you to talk about. Yeah, we yeah. hope so, too. Yeah. And Marissa wanted to make sure we said hi to you from her, too, who from her as well. <laughs> hey, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joel. Take care. Thanks so much for your time, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. That was great. Bravo. Love Price. Yeah, it's it's him, I think, and and Shusser. Those are my favorite guys on the show right now. I love them. They're so great. Uh, So we're running out of time. Yeah, I love to cut through the rest of it pretty quickly. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, we're talking about Price and Olivia a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and jump to our next topic. Roman hallucinates. Mm-hmm. So right in the beginning of the episode, oh my yeah. goodness, I did not think that anything like this could... I didn't think Hemlock Grove could get any bloodier, Yeah, but it did. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so Roman hallucinates, and what happens? Yeah, he just goes for her Miranda's neck. I really was eating during this, and I'm not really squeamish like that, but it just kept going, and I was like, I had to laugh, because I was like, wow, it took it to a whole, like, Kill Bill type of level, where there's just blood everywhere, you know, and I and I thought it was this is where I really do like the the change changing of the um, writing style for this season because I thought it was so funny we go through all that and she's like you know what did you hear anything that I you know just said and he's like yeah you're a vegan you know it was like <laughs> after we've just seen this whole scene with music and yeah. I loved it I thought that was hilarious it was such a great contrast to yeah. what he said afterwards. <laughs> It's yeah. so good. So we get introduced to Dr. Spivak, too, because he tells her to go to see a uh-huh. doctor. And and we know later on that that guy's going to be really important. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird because I see, you know, like, well, I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah. We, you know, nothing really happened. But Spivak's going to be important later on. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, so Roman's Mansion, I just, I love how it's so modern. It's got so much cool technology yeah. in there and just the way it looks. 
Um, this place is awesome. Yeah. Um, so after sex with Miranda, he gets down with her too. Oh, that man. girl. Jeez, she is getting around. <laughs> she sure is. I guess that's, but, you that's, know. That's, yeah, that's why this episode's like Hemlock Diego's Policy Players. Yeah. Look. It's like, is that everybody's dream? Like, <laughs> I guess. That, you know, I mean, who can blame her? They're two great guys, you know, two completely different, yeah. you know, so. Two best friends yeah. who, are, who are going through a rough patch and they're sharing a woman again. Yeah. Again. Yeah, you'd think they might have learned a lesson a little bit from last season, but (laughs) but not so much. Yeah, but still no one knows that it it was well, I guess he alludes that it was her his his child, right? Mm -hmm. But did wait, so but but the thing is, does Peter know that? And I know they're gonna talk about it later on Mm -hmm. in the season, but I don't think anybody else knows that, like, it's his except for him and his mom. And then now he told her, but he didn't say it was with his cousin slash half-sister. Yeah, he left that detail out. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So even after sex with Miranda, um, nice scene, by the way, Mm -hmm. he's still hungry. Yeah. Even after he went to Price's place and got his fill of that stuff. So did he, like, yak it up or, like, just not drink enough of it? Because he was still hungry. Well... Because he yacked it up right after in yeah. this one. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, I think he just ate too much of it and then, you know, gorged himself and then did that. But, yeah, I, I think he just his appetite is too insatiable that he just is still hungry. Oh, and apparently the sex didn't didn't squelch that hunger. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> and, and then now we know he, he has to go to Price and ask mm-hmm. for Price's help getting rid of his upirism. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and just what a moment seeing. I mean, no, we talked. I won't talk about it too long because we already did. But it's it's just seeing him weak like that was just was interesting for yeah. this guy that has the power to just shred people. You know, to see him ne- kneeling on the ground next to Price is he really, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting, JJ, and he really cares about his humanity. Mm-hmm. He wants to maintain it. He doesn't want to hurt anybody, and he really cares about Miranda. Otherwise, he he would just yeah. kill her. Right? Yeah. Especially some drifter random girl mm-hmm. in his bed. Sure, she's nursing his child, so that's another consideration. Yeah. Right? But uh, just, it's such a fascinating yeah. dynamic that he has. And, and Roman's really a very deep character. Mm-hmm. Well, and nice that he cares about his baby, you know, too, because he, he could not be a good father, you know, or not, not want the baby around. So, yeah. Uh, Peter and his dreams, he confesses to the sheriff, like, okay, I'm having these dreams. This is what's going on. And what does Sheriff Schossler say to him? Oh, yeah, and I own a pet on the planet Zornoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's like, what, what the heck is that? Where did yeah. that come from? You know, I didn't think Schossler had that kind of humor in him. But it was really good. Um, <laughs> we start to see... Um, uh, we start to see Peter break down more and he's, he's getting more aggressive at stuff. He goes mm-hmm. to the doctor or the lawyer's office and he throws down the bookshelf. Yeah. He's yelling at it, like threatening the, uh, the lawyer. Yeah, definitely on the edge and his, yeah, his temper is flaring now and just losing control. Yeah. And, um, we get to see the scene with them and, um, and his mom. Uh, Linda and they're totally lying their butts off to her and it's just so it's so sad you know that they have to do that they want to make her feel better but they end up making up for it and they yeah. spring her from jail <laughs> yeah that was great what, that was such a great way to do it like they really went out and they used like the gypsy handbook well like a stereotypical gypsy handbook you know and they just had they they what did she do she put like she a frog, frog. yeah yeah she had like frog spit, the saliva or something, yeah. or like the juices from it. And she mixed it with all kinds of other stuff, and it was a hallucinogen. Yeah, 
Yeah. She called it, I got, didn't get the whole name, but it was Gypsy Brain Fog was the condensed version of that spell that she used. But yeah, just, and it was great to see those goofy guys, the cops that were just jerks, you know, and then to see how them all of a sudden going crazy with the spiders all over their faces and freaking out and just running off was, I loved it. It was was good. It was like a really bad LSD trip. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So bad. But, um, they take Linda to the airport and, they ended up putting her on a plane to Bucharest, which mm-hmm. I thought was Budapest first. And then I saw the subtitles and was like, oh, Bucharest. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that place mm-hmm. is. But um, <laughs> so Pierre was really emotional. And it was just, it, that was one of the few scenes where we get to see him really sad yeah. this season, I feel. Yeah. So he was, mm-hmm. he's not going to be near his mom anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's super close to his mom. Yeah. Even though he calls her Linda instead of mom. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I know they had to get her away, but I, I do like that character, so I kind of wish she would have stayed in town. Yeah, agreed. I like her. I, I like her, too. And, well, hopefully next season we get to see more of her because yeah. I think that was her exit. Like, we really didn't get to see her for the rest. Maybe there's, like, one other scene in yeah. the rest of the season that she's in. But the masked men strike again. Those creepy guys. Those bastards. Yeah. They can't get, even with the kid that gets away and the mom that gets away, they still go after them and Peter's visions came true. The dog was there, the German Shepherd was there on a billboard and we Mm -hmm. get to see, um, the, 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 well, we don't get to see a boy drown, but the boy obviously got drowned in the, in the tub and, uh, the mother suicided herself apparently. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Masked man has something to do with that. Or thrown off the 10 foot story or however long it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this was, I, I really like this episode with, with everything that happened with yeah. Price that we got to talk about and go in detail with and, um, and Roman stuff too. Yeah. Really heavy. It was a lot of stuff in this episode, which I think great for like, now that we're at the midway point, they really, things are really cooking. So they are fun. They are. It's, it's, I remember when I was watching it, I was just like, dude, this is just getting better yeah. and better. I can't, yeah. I can't stop watching it. And, uh, it's, it's so enjoyable. But mm-hmm. so we don't have any news and gossip because we actually talked to Joel and we're actually running a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk about our predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Well, 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 well. So I think. Roman is going to be cured in a way, not completely cured by next episode. Um, but it's only a temporary fix. I don't think it's going to be permanent, especially with, with Dr. Price. You know, he's, I feel like he's going to be slowly killing him. Like this is his opportunity. Like just like Joel was talking about on the line, this is his opportunity. He got exactly what he wanted. He won the lottery. He's getting the Godfrey's to come to him. And who knows how, you know, how many years he's been helping Olivia, mm-hmm. helping Olivia, mm-hmm. feeding her, right? Maybe he's doing something to all of them. Um, so maybe he wants to control Godfrey Ind- Industries and have it all for himself so he can run it the way he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and or maybe even unlock the power of Upir. For his own uses, so he can be in, invulnerable and invincible, and who cares if he drinks blood? Mm-hmm. He can make all the blood he wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and make himself immortal, so he can just keep doing all these crazy experiments. Um, I feel like Maria's going to come back, thanks to Price. That's what I was thinking of mm-hmm. when I wrote this, mm-hmm. but we know that's you know that's not necessarily going to be yeah. the case later on. Um, and we're going to see 
Price sleeping with facial cream next time. <laughs> That's funny. I am a little guilty this time because I was always one behind while you guys were ahead on all the episodes. And this was for the point where I was like, oh, I want to watch one more. So I just wrote like a couple quick things down. And I too, I wanted to see, I was like, we're going to see more from Price as far as like funny things that it, where he lives or what he wears or, you know, like I said, maybe the robe and the leopard <laughs> boxers or something <laughs> like that I thought might come out. Um, and then I also noted that I just thought there was something um something something strange about the doctor oh just, yeah he just was so uh so I, I i didn't know what to pinpoint but i just thought that he was one to keep an eye on the other doctor dr spivak yes right? yeah that she goes to visit but yeah yeah he was so nice it's like almost creepy in a way right that's what got me i was like he's just a little too i don't know and just some of the questions he was asking or mm. just like hmm. you know what with him where i i got like a i, I got a strange feeling like he was when he dismissed dismissed the nurse too i was like is he gonna come on to miranda well, is he like getting the nurse out of here so he can like like just like like rape her or that's kind of what i thought it too yeah. i was worried for her at first as well because i yeah. thought i don't know so yeah there's something creepy about him yeah and he was like call me call me anytime yeah. anytime give me a ring yeah Ever really anything. forced yes that's exactly and he kept reiterating that i was yeah. like okay so i was like this guy's just so, He's just like super, he's either super caring and super nice or he's a creepo and he's like an <laughs> evil guy waiting in disguise, yeah. right? So we get to find out more about we him shall see. later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that about does it for us here on mm-hmm. After Buzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast. Um, thanks to our engineer in the booth, Phil Speedtech, aka the executive producer of After Buzz TV for doing <laughs> our show. And uh, thanks for Joel De La Fuente, a.k.a. Dr. Price on Hemlock Row for getting on the line and giving us an awesome interview and discussion, behind-the-scenes stuff, yeah. cool stuff that we did not know about the show. We miss Marissa. She will be mm-hmm. back here next week. If you guys want to give us a follow, give me a follow at Sean Austin O. That's S-E-A-N-A-U-S-T-I-N-O on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at JJ Jurgens on Twitter and Jurgens JJ on Instagram or at my blog on TomGirl.tv. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll buzz with you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 